0: hey everyone welcome to drinks and a show i know it's been a little while since you've heard from me i'm cassie for those who don't know who me is i've just been trying to enjoy lockdown here in victoria which is a bit hard to do because hence the name lockdown so you can't really do much. However, we have been blessed with the month of September 2021. Not only was it my birthday, which thank you drinking for uh, all your birthday messages. Loved it. But we've been blessed with a lot of musical content. I will try and start my regular scheduled episode shortly. I really just need to get back into the swing of things and get on it, you know. I know you've all been missing it, all the messages have come through, You're, those words are not falling on deaf ears, drinkinators. To know when a new episode will be out, just follow Drink Show Pod on Instagram and Twitter and I'll post updates there. It does say that I'm currently on a hiatus. Now I'll do a quick uh, what's happening in the world of musicals before I talk about the things that we were able to see. This month which was great so Broadway is back which is exciting for our American listeners congrats so jealous that you're all able to do that West End has been open for a little while now with some ups and downs about certain shows hopefully here in Melbourne we'll have that soon I believe Sydney is opening up in October not quite sure which shows are going to be opening up here in Victoria so Wherever you are, support your local arts, support your big theatres, your small theatres. There is going to be a movie adaptation of the Mean Girls musical. Now, I don't know why they think this is what we want. There's already a Mean Girls movie. We do not need a film adaptation of it. Just record the stage show. That's what we want. Like, it, Just give us a pro shot. That's what we'll be happy with. You don't have to try and make all this money, make a film adaptation. Probably going to do some stunt casting or like at the very least, I hope you're getting any of the original plastics or lilo in it or anyone like that. Please, this is not what we want when we say we want to make theatre more accessible. Well, that's just my opinion. I don't know if anyone else feels the same way. We had the trailer of the Diana musical that's going to be on Netflix, I believe releasing October 1st. So that is very soon and very exciting. I hope that it is a major success, not only with the Netflix premiere, but also actually on stage so that it kind of pushes more shows to do that, that those who are like here in countries that tend to get Broadway and West End musicals, like Four years later, have the opportunity to see it and see what everyone's raving about legally. Well, legally, you can rave about it, but some might find other ways to watch them. Hmm. So, yeah, hopefully, that is a huge success and that can become a new standard for musicals. We have the Anything Goes Pro Shot with Sun Foster that will be coming out. So, she's over on the West End before she has to come over for the Music Man come over like I'm in America no which is exciting I absolutely get just stuck in a trance watching people tap dance I fucking loved her on the Tonys I think it was the 2011 one performing anything goes so I'd really love to see an actual full pro shot of her especially with her no hate to Stephanie J Block I know a lot of people say stuff like hey yeah she's just as good I don't disagree Just would be extremely excited to see this one. So can't wait till that gets released. We have Beetlejuice that has found a new home. I believe it was at the Winter Garden. Got kicked out by the aforementioned Sun Foster and Hugh Jackman who are doing The Music Man. Only to be up in the air. I'm not sure where it's going. But it will return April 2022 for people to see at a new theatre. It is not confirmed who of the original cast will return. I think, obviously, except for Lydia, that's probably confirmed that she's probably not going to return, seeing as she left before it ended. There's been confirmation that the recent showings of Waitress, the musical, has been filmed, so therefore we're going to get a Sarah Barry pro shot of that. So that's very exciting as well. Can't wait for that one to come out. That's just a quick rundown of what's been happening in the world of musicals. Now, I'll go into what has been happening just in the month of September. Uh, We have been very fortunate to have quite a few musicals released this month. And not only are they just like released, they're more accessible than, well, I say accessible. Well, yeah, they're accessible. Like you might have to pay for a streaming service. However, a lot of the streaming services also offer a free trial. So, you can always do that, give it a go, give it a watch, and enjoy. For just this month, we had Come From Away, Everybody's Talking About Jamie, Dear Evan Hansen, the Tony Awards, uh, there was Cinderella. I, I did not see Cinderella, there was nothing really drawing me in. To say it, you know, you'd love to support your people who are from the stage, your Adele Dezemes and your Billy Porter, however. I don't know I don't feel like that's on the top of my list to kind of watch for those who watched it cool let me know how it is. September isn't the only month we're going to be lucky in 2021 for musicals we do have the upcoming all on Netflix as well Tick Tick Boom which is featuring Andrew Garfield and directed by Lynn manuel Miranda. Diana the musical which I said earlier is coming out very soon and Spielberg's doing West Side Story that I think is coming out in December. So that's crazy. That's great. It's just a good year. We had In the Heights earlier as well. So we've been very happy. And I know a lot of the world hasn't been in lockdown quite as lot as we have. Uh, shout out to Melbourne being the longest lockdown city. We did it, Joe. Um, but, yeah, I've, we've been lucky that in the meantime – have been able to have this to watch so thank you for those in charge of doing that so I'll start off with what came out first this month come from away the pro shot that was on Apple TV I believe it came out on September the 11th I was lucky enough to see this show a few years ago with my mum when it was in Melbourne you can listen to her episodes of Cats and Les Miserables to know what her feelings are on musicals. She's someone who likes to attend them, however, doesn't really like to watch a musical movie or anything like that. So all I knew about Come From Away going into it, oh, it's the 9-11 musical. I'd heard, listened to the cast album, I think once or twice, just to before the Tonys of that year that it came out. And I didn't really know anything about it. However, since I saw it, it I would literally say it is the best theatre experience I've ever had. Going in there not knowing anything completely and it was happy, it made you sad, it was heartwarming. Knowing that a lot of it's a true story as well it gives you just like different feeling towards the story and it was great. It literally, if you have a chance to ever see Come From Away, go give it a watch whenever you can. Give it a sport. The show deserves all the exposure that it should get. Now, to actually watch this, you can just get it on Apple TV. So I'm pretty sure Apple TV do free trial. Uh, I'm pretty sure my iPhone gave me like a 12-month Apple TV free subscription. So they're pretty desperate to get people. Um, Apple, if you want to sponsor me, I would totally take that out if you want me to reproduce this episode. But, yeah, guys, give it a go. Should be fine to watch. (laughs) For those who have no idea what I'm talking about, when I talk about Come From Away, it is based in Canada of the, I don't know, do you guys call it counties, states, Newfoundland, where after the 9-11 attacks, like literally right after it, the US airspace had to get closed. So a whole bunch of planes got diverted and where they had to land was Gander Airport, which used to be a big rockin' hub for airports before planes were able to actually do a full trip. Over the Atlantic, I'm assuming is where they were coming from, and they would stop there all the time. However, it was recently the with advancements, planes not stopping this. It really is an important part of it. However, so a whole bunch of planes had to stop over in this town, and what happened is with there were more people on the plane than there were people in town, so the whole town had to come together, providing accommodation. Necessities people needed food drinks nappies tampons there were pets there that needed to be looked after and this small town was able to all come together and help everyone in this situation no one knew it's never happened before for this these people so it wasn't like a standard protocol that everyone knew what to do it was just great it's heartwarming it's based on a true story. I do want to do a true tunes I don't have the book ready to go on my Kindle just gotta actually sit down and read it so no more spoilers beyond that give it a watch guys and let me know what you think next one we have the film adaption and yes i know i was shit talking film adaptions when it came to mean girls just before however i love this one of everybody's talking about jamie they already had the pro shot of this as well which i loved and i did do a true tunes of this one I think, a very recent episode. So you can actually go and know the full true story behind what this movie is. It was released on Amazon Prime and I loved it. It's already pretty good on stage. I've seen... It doesn't matter. You're not going to please everyone. Not everyone has to like everything. But this movie, absolutely loved. Jamie wants to be a drag queen, wants to go to prom dressed in drag, and then chaos ensues, I guess is the way to say it. Uh, I'd listened to the soundtrack of the movie before I ever saw it and was like, "Oh, not really feeling it. It's a bit more of a poppy vibe with uh, new songs like that they put in. But I'm just a sucker. Whatever the first version of a musical I listen to, that's always going to be the one that I like. That's how I really like Sweetie Todd. Um, sorry. To the the Sweeney fans, uh, I love the music, the movie versions of the songs, uh, even Rent. The movie versions of the songs, so yes, a bit controversial. However, that's how I felt with everybody's talking about Jamie. But watching the actual movie, the songs fit in so well. It looked great, and I highly recommend it. And I like the changes that they made as well. Um, as opposed to a movie I might talk about later, some people may not really like the changes in that one. However, with the history of Loco Chanel, as opposed to this exaggerated story where Loco killed someone, like it is in the stage musical, they show the history uh, of being people protesting not only for gay rights but also during the HIV/AIDS crisis and shows where Diana, who's going to get a few mentions today, which actually shook the hands of someone who did have AIDS and started to break down the stigma of. People thinking that if you're just around someone with the disease, you're able to get it as well. A little Bianca Del Rio from RuPaul's Drag Grace, You know, if you're going to have a movie about drag, you've probably got to get someone from the most well-known drag show that people have ever seen. But, yeah, definitely highly recommend. I do not know if Amazon have a free trial or not. Uh, if they do get it, uh, if not, maybe just pay for the one month just to give it a watch. I've really liked it guys. And if you like it too, once again, let me know. The songs from it that I have liked are on the Spotify playlist that I have created for every episode that I do a show on. I put all my favorite songs from those on there. The link to that will be in the episode description. Or when you go to the Instagram and Twitter, there will be a link tree that links you to like everything related to the show. Now, up next, you know, we've had our two good ones. We're on a roll. Things are feeling good. I don't know where Cinderella got released in between this timeline. Uh, But, yeah, so things are on a roll. We have Come From Away, Heartwarming, loved it. Everybody's talking about Jamie, Heartwarming, loved it. Dear Evan Hansen, uh, fine. It's okay. I liked it. The reviews leading up to it, Not that good. However, before anyone had even seen it, people were already shit canning it because even when it was on stage, it was already a bit controversial with how people would say they approached certain themes. Um, I did do an episode, I believe episode 17, so you can go check that out to know what I'm talking about. There were some things that I personally didn't like the decisions they made. Uh, one of them. They got rid of a lot of songs that I think were pretty important. Disappear is probably a really huge one. Uh, his mum's songs. I really like them. Uh, Good for you. Literally one of, not literally. It is one of my favorite songs from the show. I Don't know why that was removed from it, and it really shows like how his actions hurting his mum. Uh, a change that I really did enjoy. All four was them making Connor's dad a stepdad, uh and making him really, 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 really ridiculously good looking. All for that, more screen time is probably what I would have preferred in that situation. Also, let him sing the glove song to break in a glove. Well like, I don't know why you wouldn't just give him that. So the movie itself, it took itself very seriously. There were some things that on the stage would normally be a nice chuckle here and there. Ha ha. Oh yeah. He's fumbling over his words. Ha ha. But in the movie, it just comes off sad and like it is serious subjects and stuff like that. And sincerely me tends to like line things up, but I feel like it was just a very sad and damped version of the show. I believe that the music was fine. Maybe giving Alana a bit more of a storyline. Sure, I guess. Go ahead with it. She can sing. So, Amanda Steinberg can sing. So, good on her. However, yeah, I would still say give it a watch. If you have no idea what the original show's about, I don't think that this is a good advertisement for the stage musical. I don't think someone would go and see this movie and be like, oh, yeah, great. I can't wait to see how they do it on stage. I would say the stage version is a bit better. Yes, it has its problems, but if I'm just comparing the both of them, that one's better. But if the movie is the only thing you can see, give it a watch. It's a fine movie. It's not like the worst movie I've ever seen. It's just when your expectations are very high for something or if you already go into a movie hating something about it, like Ben Platt playing a teenager, which I watch Glee where 30-year-olds were playing teenagers. So I've got no hatred with how old a person looks, to be honest. So, yeah, I would still say give it a watch if you can. And, I yeah, the soundtrack for this one, I'm always just going to go back to the cast album. Ben Platt's singing in both of them, but I still just prefer the cast album. But once again, I'm a sucker for whichever one I heard first. So, yeah, that's our three musical movies. Once again, I'm not talking about Cinderella. Sorry for those who all came here for the Cinderella talk. Other things that we have been lucky to have, there was the West End Live, a giant music festival with all the shows that they have on the West End. Uh, Just a day full of musicals. How fun. I don't think Australia has anything like that. I know Broadway does and they had like live at Bryant Park or something recently, which I saw a whole bunch of, clips of the bright park shows on broadway.com's instagram i think and they had footage of it there was with the west end live they had a whole bunch of their acts that were on youtube so you're able to watch all of those it's on the official london theater youtube channel Uh, i was introduced to shows i didn't know that existed like doctor who time fracture I didn't even know that there was a Doctor Who musical. I don't know if that really made me want to see it. However, my partner absolutely loves Doctor Who. So if that ever came here, we'd totally give it a go. Uh, I'm a huge fan of anything that goes wrong. So the player that goes wrong, Peter Pan, Christmas Carol, obsessed with it all. So magic goes wrong, which I'm a fan of magic when it goes right. So when it goes wrong, I'm all for it. And Ferris and Milnes were entertaining, as always, a huge fan of everything that they do. And so that's a little fun for the month of September. Now, how this month is going to celebrate theatre even more is by having the Tony Awards. And what better way to make it less accessible for those in America, well, the US of A, by having it behind a paywall, here in Australia, we are going to have it on free-to-air digital TV, so 10 Peach, for those wondering where you can watch it here, which it's on Paramount Plus in America, and I've got Paramount Plus here in Australia, so it's doubled up anyway. It, let's just go into it, I'll talk about the nominations, the musical ones, sorry guys, I don't really know much about the place, not that I really know much about these musicals either, but I'll work my way through it. It is going to be hosted by Audra McDonald and Leslie Odom Jr. For the musicals, there were four eligible musicals, none of them revivals. We had Jagged Little Pill, Moulin Rouge, Tina, the Tina Turner musical, and The Lightning Thief, the Percy Jackson musical. Now, you think four musicals, boom, straight into all the nominations. Wrong. Fake news. The Lightning Thief, the Percy Jackson musical, was not nominated for anything, and he was eligible for everything. So people who do the voting in this went went in, saw it, saw these four musicals and go, hmm, yeah, like I know I can nominate it, but I'm not going to. So the only three that were nominated are all three jukebox musicals. So therefore, in the best original score category, there's no musical in it whatsoever because those three are jukeboxes. And so only the plays are nominated. And Percy Jackson, literally eligible for it. They're like, no, fuck you, mate. You're not going into it. The best performance by a leading actor in a musical. So Aaron Tevet is the only nominee. However, he could still lose it. He still needs 60% of the votes from the people who are on the voting committee. I don't really know what it's called. And I am already just freaking out about how sad it would be if he just didn't win. Like, oh, I would. You're the only one nominated, and all it takes is for 41% of the nominees to be like, oh, I don't think he deserved it. When somehow people have already decided Percy Jackson. Percy Jackson had someone eligible for it, and they've just gone, not nah, to keep with the integrity of these awards. We did not think that they deserved it. Only Aaron Tavet. And even at that rate, he, we still might not give it to him. Like, they didn't just automatically say this is awarded to him. So, oh, I really hope he gets it. Um, I went in I went in and did some research, kind of. I Googled. And the LA Times, luckily for me, did a lot of the research. So they said this happened before with Sunset Boulevard being the sole nominee and therefore winner for the Tony's of the Best Book and Original Score in 1995. In 1985, there was entire categories who had um, musicals eligible, but they just removed them completely. And that was for the best lead actor and actress of a musical and choreography. So I think they did have people eligible in 1985. But once again, people saw, they said, I don't think that's the the most outstanding leading actor. I don't think that's the most outstanding actress. (laughs) Uh, and that category meh, not even worth a nomination like how rude the musicals from there from that year was big river grind leader of the pack quilters and apparently the associated press noted the award for best actress was a, oh no so that was eliminated because there was only one eligible candidate which i guess kind of still rude like do you just, oh, there's only one person, so we're not going to give them at all. But then the committee declined to give nominations in the leading actor in a musical and choreography categories because they did not consider any of the performances or choreography outstanding or excellent. Oh, so rude. Oh. Um, yeah, so that's just like a bit of the controversy. controversy over it. If not for COVID, shutting things down, more things would have been eligible for it, which means it would have been obviously a bit more competitive. We would have had certain shows like West Side Story, which would have been a revival. Because in case you ever noticed, because I haven't mentioned it, no revivals. Or did I already mention it? I don't remember. No revivals nominated at all this year. Not since I believe the category was created. I think I read that somewhere. Uh, There was a new musical called Girl from the North Country. It opened March 5th, 2020, and Broadway shut down literally a week later. So, unfortunately, no one saw it enough, not enough people saw it to actually give it a nomination. Now, if lockdown didn't happen, there were some big name shows that were going to come up. We had Diana that would have been out flying over Sunset, Mrs. Doubtfire, Sing Street, and Six. And they all could have been eligible for all the musical categories, including best original score. So I believe all of those are opening now. None of them stopped. So they will, yeah. Once they open, if they are deemed good enough, because as we now know, the Tony nominees very, very strict on a, their what would you call it their integrity. And yeah, they might be up on next year's Tonys. Is, is that going to be in June as well? Do you think? guess it could be yeah because things are opening now so yeah uh yeah revivals that missed out there was going to be a revival of caroline or change and company west side story if only it was open long enough that people were able to see it would have been the only one eligible and could have only one could have only bleh, could have been the only one that won there we go uh something i like for people is when there's double ups of themselves being nominated in a category. So good on them. So we have Didi Aite and two nominations for costume design for a play. So for soldiers play and slave play, like how great you're doubling up your chances to win. And also that really shows you're good at your job. If the same category, two different works that you're doing and they're like, that was great. That was great. Like, how good would you feel? Daniel Kluger earned nominations for sound design in Seawall, A Life, and The Sound Inside. So that's exciting. Now, Justin Townsend, he, with the musical category, you know, you're only going against two other musicals. He did the lighting design for Jagged Little Pill and Moulin Rouge. So, he has a 66% chance to win that one. So, good luck to you, Justin. So, yeah, the Tony is coming up very soon. I'm excited to see how it goes. I'm really, really hoping that Aaron, my mate Aaron, wins because I'm already stressing out for him and just hoping that it's not going to be something that's so sad that he doesn't win. Oh, are they doing it by Zoom? No, they're going to be having people in person. I think the Emmys had people in person. Oh my god! Like, do they just no? They would know, surely. Surely they wouldn't do that to someone. They wouldn't go through all this effort and know that he has it. Yeah. Oh, I know. I'll have to see it. I believe it's the twenty seventh of September. Is it that for us in Australia? Yeah. So it's the twenty seventh. Holy shit! That's so close. That's tomorrow. Well, two days for us. Twenty sixth of September in America. So that's exciting. Uh, Most nominations are going to Jagged Little Pill and then Moulin Rouge with 14. Jagged Little Pill had 15. Slave Play and Tina the Turner Musical. Tina the Turner. (laughs) Tina the Tina Turner Musical and Slave Play equal third with both 12 nominations. So can't wait to give it a go. I hope you guys like this intermission episode. I'll try and get back on. I have been watching musicals in case you're worried that, oh, no, she just doesn't love musicals anymore. I am. Um, I've just got to, you know, do the extra effort to try and get you guys to also love these musicals that I'm enjoying. So thanks all for listening. Subscribe so that when I do eventually get around to posting out new episodes, that automatically comes up on your podcast feed or follow Drink Show Pod Instagram and Twitter where I'll put up when I've done an episode and that Spotify playlist just so you can start liking musicals as much as I do. Thanks everyone. Bye.